2: What is up and welcome to the uncontested podcast coming to you live Sunday, November 13th, just a few hours after the Thunder scored one billion points in New York City. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I got the boys with me tonight. We got Justin Peabody. Hello, everybody. Taylor Peterson is here.
3: Kitty, 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 (laughs) kitty.
2: We've got Nick Crane. Bing bong.
1: Yeah, we have
2: uh, JD Silva watching Wakanda Forever tonight. <laughs> Trainer bailed on us. Sure, Nick, I have a question for are. you. Start off the podcast hot. Well, before I ask you the question, I need to let the people know. <laughs> and we are proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, official podcast of dailythunder.com. I also need to let you guys know that we have these really dope, uncontested stickers, they are beautiful. Uh, Shout out to Justin Peabody for designing these bad boys. Uh, If you would like some, it's real easy. All you got to do is go drop a five-star rating on our podcast. Wherever you download your podcasts from, take a screenshot of that five-star rating, DM it to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. What else do we have? Is that it? Sure. (laughs) I don't think you can DM on YouTube, so you can't DM us there, but DM us on a social (laughs) channel. not
3: Twitter for long. Apparently, it's getting worse than last pod.
2: (laughs) Send us uh, your address. I will mail you a sticker for free. Also, still have a few uncontested hats left. Would love to mail you guys out an uncontested hat. Just hit us in the DMs. We'll let you know how to get those. I actually just put one in the mail a couple of hours ago, boys. Nice. They're awesome. I've worn mine a lot. Nick still doesn't have his. One oh. day. One day. Nick, I have a question for you. I want to hear the question. In the past 24 hours, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid has scored 101 points. Good grief. Two games. Mm-hmm. Went for like 60 tonight. How many pickup games would it take Nick Crane to score 101 points? <laughs> Who am I playing against? Joel Embiid? No, just <laughs> you're going down to the Y. Oh.
4: You're going to the rec center and playing pickup. Um, 101. Hundred and one. I I scored hundred and one on uh, our boys at the franchise, and what four games? So I guess the answer is four. I Shout out one. Jerry and Daniel and Brandon, all you guys. Hundred and one in four games.
1: Hundred
2: and one in four <laughs> games. We weren't even playing to twenty five. But Nick's you know basically,
3: what? Basically half. He of scored Joel them all, yeah, and yes. one just for good measure. Yes. Yep. That's Put what they called in. me
2: back in back in college.
4: Was the uh, the six foot Joel Embiid? Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs>
2: Before Joel B point, was even was in, still in a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was still in Cameroon. Still Cameroon. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, we had a basketball game today. We did not do a post-game pod about that because we knew we were going to do the group show tonight. So part of the group show includes that post-game. That game was a wild one. Early tip in the Big Apple, 11 a.m. Central Madden Time, day. noon in New York time. The Thunder take on the Knickerbockers. I don't like that name. <laughs> and at the end of the first quarter, it was roughly 1 million to 1 million. There was no okay. defense in that game. No, the the Knicks scored how much in the first? 48? Yeah. 48. That's a
3: Knicks franchise record. Just really an insane
2: nuts. amount of points. The Thunder scored 38? Is that right? I think they're only down 10 at the We're end of the first 12. quarter. 12. Oh, 30, 36. Mm-hmm. Then the second quarter happened. Thunder defense stiffened up a bit. Meanwhile, the Thunder offense just went absolutely ballistic when Jesus Christ, a.k.a. Isaiah Joe, entered the game and just went flamethrower mode, kind of like whenever you take a can of hairspray and a lighter. That's basically what Isaiah Joe looked like on the basketball he, court. He might be more than just your average Joe. Boo. No pun intended. <laughs> I like it. I approve. Fair point. <laughs> Third quarter happens, and Shea said, well, I guess it's my turn now. Goes for twenty one in the quarter, just absurd. Thunder, hang on, not hang on, but they hang on in the fourth, complete the comeback, score one hundred and forty five points, one hundred forty five to one hundred and thirty five in this First
1: time one.
3: They've done that since two thousand eighteen. Shout out, uh, that was a long G. time ago. His name was doing a
5: little it. different in twenty eighteen. Yes, just a tad. just
3: a
2: little bit. So typically on a post-game show, guys, we give like our five big takeaways. There's only four of us here. So let's just do four big takeaways and let's roundtable this bad boy. Taylor, you can be first up. Your big takeaway from today's game.
3: Hmm. This is hard. I have two that I really like. I got uh, think 20 on your list. I'll yeah, say you exactly. <laughs> but two that I really like, Nick. I have uh, 18 others that I kind of like. <laughs> think I'm going to go with Thunder shooting. And it's tough because believe it or not, I have some good stats here, but not like gigantic rabbit holes. Um, And they kind of fit into a segment later in the pod. So I don't know how deep we go here, Uh, but the Thunder shot 62.5% on 88 field goal attempts and uh, 17 of 31 from three, 54.8%, which is just like a number we haven't even imagined of all season. They've been so poor from the three point line. That was absolutely huge. And, and, ironically enough that's the same amount of attempts that the knicks took but the thunder made seven more and if you would have told me that after the first quarter i would have thought you were absolutely crazy because the knicks obviously were getting to the the rim at will uh, it, it was like i think at one point i tweeted it was like a slam dunk contest but they were also yeah. outside shots there and um the fact that the thunder were able to knock down seven more than the knicks on some more att- or sorry on uh, the same amount of attempts i thought was pretty impressive um but Purge on Schumann. I think, Nick, maybe you retweeted this. Uh, The Thunder's 73.2% field goal efficiency percentage was the second highest mark this season and the second highest in OKC history. The fact that the Thunder are even in that sentence this early in the season, after what we've seen so far in the season, just really shocked me. And so I have some more stuff we can get into later on when we break this down um, in in an upcoming segment. But for the most part, I was kind of shocked by that. Um, And that's a large reason they obviously were able to get back into this game. And I also think it's not in, in, uh, a coincidence that we saw both Giddy and Shea perform like they did when the floor is that spaced out and that open. Shea and Giddy can go, can coexist.
2: Staying on that theme of shooting, Taylor. After today's game, the Thunder went from 29th in the league in three-point percentage to 25th.
3: <laughs> Ooh, that's nuts. It's <laughs> one, one game. game. <laughs> one game. <laughs> and like we're 15 games into the season too. I mean, that's not.
0: Right. It's a small it's sample it's
3: size in the green scheme. 20% point of the yeah,
2: season. Yeah, right. Justin, yep. your big takeaway from today's game. My big takeaway is a big man named Alexei Pokashevsky. Hey, this is coming from the guy yeah. who one week ago on this show, whenever I said overrated, <laughs> not, I, I said stock up, stock down. Justin said stock down. I did.
5: On Alexei Pokashevsky. That's exactly why I was going there. Um, what, One week ago on this here podcast, I was down on Poku. Um, he had, I think, a, a rough stretch of games um, this last week. Incredible. Like, literally, since the words left my mouth, Poku's been amazing. Um, He's shown flashes all season but this last week of basketball from Poku is probably the best stretch of basketball we've ever seen from him. Like a consistent stretch. Five of eight shooting today. I almost said tonight, this morning. Uh, 12 points for Poku. Two of four from behind the arc, including two boards, three assists, one steal, and one block. He's a block machine. That's a big reason why his play looks so improved. I mentioned this on my post-game show on friday night it's his timing his timing looks totally different than it used to he's reading plays well he knows when to jump he knows how to time it to make an impact on shots and poku like the rim protector is uncharted waters for this team if he can continue that and again deliver this with consistency which is the big key right we've had ups and downs with poku if he can keep this wave going. And kind of ride this stretch of play for an extended period of time, that makes Poku incredibly compelling for this team. And I think it, it carves out a place for him on this team moving forward. But again, that's an if. That's an if. We've seen the burst. Let's see it over an extended period of time. And it'd be hard not to be high on Poku.
2: Justin, in the high past on Poku four? connector on Poku Nectar.
0: Hey, I don't know if
5: you guys somewhere. I'm not sure where. I don't know <laughs> if you guys saw head. the the Reddit post. The Reddit comment on our comment.
2: <laughs> on our on our post of our post game. Uh-huh. But someone said they're ready to take that Poku Nectar, put it in a spoon, heat it up and inject it in their veins.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, I don't he think it's it the veins. veins. <laughs> but that is EP. Oh, what do you yeah.
2: say? I don't remember.
3: You <laughs> can't or say it, we can't uh, say it on the podcast. Just, just look it up later. But <laughs> Ryan's with <the> Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, complain it.
2: Uh, That doesn't rhyme with Uranus, Nick. (laughs) don't know if you know that. Justin, last four games since Poku came back from the shoulder bursitis. 12.3 points a game on 52.5% field goals, 41% from three on over four attempts a game, six rebounds, one and a half assists, a steal, and two and a half blocks per game.
3: The real question is what Poku nectar did did, uh, Preston, the organization, Shoot into uh, to Poku's In that shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> he's been incredible, man. Been good. It's awesome. Um, good.
2: I know we have some bets on like how many games Poku starts and whatnot. I don't know who took the high number of Poku starts, but I'm feeling good for that person because <laughs> Poku's going to start. There you go. He's going to start a games, lot of games, boy. Sixty wow. games. I, I said this on game two of this season. Whenever Justin and Taylor and I were at the watch party. I think the Thunder just have four solidified starters at this point. When they're healthy, I think Poku is a solidified starter at one of those two front court positions. It's definitely
3: trending that direction for sure. And in typical every week fashion, the if Chet were playing disclaimer, but I have thought a lot about how he would, as he being Poku, would look next to Chet. The Ridiculous. Twin Towers this isn't week. a meme anymore, boys.
1: Right. Yeah. It's a real deal.
3: But Justin, yeah, brought up that point in his post game last yeah. night. I thought that was a very good point. Or two nights ago, I thought that was a very good point.
2: If they are the Twin Towers front court of next year, I'm going full Lord of the Rings deep dive. We got to figure out who's Sauron and who is Saruman. <laughs> yes. We got to figure it all out. Nick, big takeaway from today's game.
4: This team is incredibly well coached when you look at like the characteristics of a bad young team the three things that usually pop are bad defense high number of turnovers low number of assists oklahoma city is like the flip of that they're like top 10 in defense top five or seven in fewest turnovers and top 15 in assists like that's coaching like this team is very inexperienced they do have guys like josh and shea that generate a high number of assists, but the turnovers as a team, it's been incredible to see how disciplined they play. And that that's goes straight to coaching. Same with the defense. They don't have a real center and they're playing good defense. Like just shout out to Mark and his staff. It's been super impressive
3: at this point. So I had a very, very similar topic. I just named it thunder identity. And that was the other one I was picking between Nick. And I thought it was to your point. I think about that first quarter in particular that Jacob mentioned even after giving up the most, and I don't remember if it was the most points ever in any quarter in Knicks history or if it was uh, in a first quarter in Knicks history. But regardless, they gave up a lot of points. Uh, they're still able to regroup, go back to their foundation of solid defense, solid defense, uh, which consists of the defense rotations, help defense, steals and deflections, which lead to the Thunder play in transition. Um, I, I've said this for the past two seasons, this, this Thunder team and the, this identity of the Thunder team, they're at their best when they're pushing the ball in transition. And Mark's harped on that, especially this season with Shay and Giddy. Um, but the, the interesting part is like obviously the Thunder and the Star, the, the Thunder starters and stars made that happen tonight. But it was really that second unit, you know, Jacob, Nick, you both mentioned Isaiah Joe earlier. Uh, Isaiah Joe, Aaron Wiggins, Kendrick Williams. It was that second unit who really responded there in the second quarter uh, that kind of got the Thunder back to their identity, back to their foundation. And then that set the tone for the rest of the game. And that, to your point, Nick, that all goes back to Dignall and his coaching staff and uh, the foundation they've laid. And I, and I have here too, maybe we need to uh, apologize a bit, me particularly, for being so hard on Mark's rotations here about a week ago.
5: I think another thing that that says great quote. Co- coaching staff um is when you look at the thunders third quarters i think they always seem to come out of the break well which means they're getting good adjustments at halftime and they're diagnosing what's happening in the game in the first half they're coming out and they're playing to that so credit the players as well it's not all coaches but they're they're doing things well um tom bassine on twitter tweeted out a like quarter by quarter um who's who's got the best net ratings by quarter the thunder this was prior to today so the thunder were plus 14.1 on the season in the third quarter which is highest in the entire league this season that is incredible it's incredible and
3: they're they're (laughs) negative in the
5: other three quarters but they're they're plus (laughs) 14.1 in the third quarter
3: if we aren't getting the third quarter
5: yeah but like really i think that 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 does speak a lot to you're making adjustments at halftime um, that's a quarter you want to see success in. I mean, you want to see success in all four quarters, but the third quarter success, I think, says a lot about exactly what you guys are talking about.
3: So I think I found uh, my personal segment. Jake has been wanting us all to come up with a personal segment for the podcast. I think mine's going to be, there's a stat for that, because I also have a stat <laughs> for Justin's selection here, just quickly. Of course. This is from Nick Callow. OKC came in averaging 30.6 per game in third quarters with a plus 3.9 differential, which is the second best scoring margin in the NBA. Uh, Third quarters have been huge for the Thunder team. Yeah. So my big takeaway.
2: And it's not only this game, I think it goes back this entire week, but the diversity of the offense Shea snapped today again. Um, I gonna mean, even have JJ Redick saying he's playing at an all NBA level. Uh, Shea was incredible today. But when I look back at this game and at, you know, the, this past week of games today, we had guys score 17, 12, 24, 37, 24, 8, 3, 6, 3, 8, 3. Everyone who touched the court for the thunder, which was 11 guys, scored um, all but three guys scored f- six plus points. All the starters scored in double figures. Um, I feel like there's this like very clear line of demarcation from the beginning of the season. And then the last three games that bucks game, the Raptors game and today where I mean, if you go back and watch it, like I feel something happened between that Detroit game and coming home and playing the Milwaukee Bucks where the offense has just become so much more diverse. There are so many more things happening. Uh, It's I I felt like the first five games of the season, I was watching the Shea ISO show. (laughs) Like honestly, like it felt like watching James Harden in Houston where one guy's got the ball in his hands all the time and he's either shooting or he's passing to get an assist the offense has become a way more diverse and in that process, it's become much more lethal. So that's my big takeaway from today is just how much more diverse the offense has become. If that is not a, we're going to try it out for a few games and then revert to what we were doing, but this is like systemically in place and this is how they're going to play from here on out. It's going to be really interesting because they have a lot of guys who can pass dribble and shoot a lot of guys who can initiate offense and the game just becomes so much easier for you when you can attack a defense whenever they're not all watching you. An example, and I want to make a video of this and, and Taylor may have to help me make a little like uh social media <laughs> a video higher. on, the, on nope, that on that app we have. But there was a play with about <laughs> with about three minutes and twenty seconds left in the first quarter today where Shea brought the ball up the court and passed to Josh Giddy, He was at about the yeah. free throw line, the high post, posted up. Josh catches the entry pass, is just standing there looking. Shea, as soon as he gets rid of the ball, comes down, sets a down screen for Aaron Wiggins, and then turns around, pops back up to the three-point line, catches a pass from Giddy, and then rips through and goes off the dribble and just gets like a super easy layup. Because the whole offense, or sorry, the whole New York Knicks defense wasn't all sitting there staring at Shea. They had to guard multiple things, and so it opens up and it makes things way easier for everybody else. It also helps that your superstar player is willing to set screens. Some people don't do that, Um, but just the way they've diversified their offense, I think, is significant. And uh, I'm excited to see what it looks like moving forward. Super quick question
4: for you. Okay, I'm ready. So there's like two-man lineups for the Thunder. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of guys that are like way at the top of the list because they've played like four minutes together. But of two-man lineups that have played at least eight games together and at least, you know, 10 minutes or so, like so an actual two-man lineup, which player is in both of those top two two two-man lineups? Is it Trey Man? Trey Man's in one of them. Hmm. But there's a guy that's in both of them. Poku? Not Poku. It's a guy Gosh. that I think we would all say is a super underrated player on this team. And if you're not a Thunder fan or follow the Thunder, you probably have never heard of him.
3: Kenner? It... No, that wasn't it. Aaron Wiggins. Sure, oh, okay. Once you said that, that's what I figured. Yeah.
2: Huh. Interesting.
3: Very good was on the floor. He's really, yeah, good. yeah. Mm-hmm. very good. I was, it's good to see, uh, see him get playing time. these past two games. Uh, but the, the other thing, Jacob, to your point, Shay had a quote basically exactly about that. I'm not sure if you guys heard it, um, because I don't have it exact, but essentially he said like, kind of made a joke. Like, yeah, I, I guess I'm okay. Playing on ball, <laughs> playing with the ball in my hands, creating my own shot, but the game's so much easier when you're, uh, you know, playing off ball, uh, you know, he mentioned catch and shoot, but also being able to just create when somebody else is creating for you. Essentially, is what he was getting at. And um, to to the point you just made, I thought Shay's post game quote went perfect with that.
2: It also helps that another guy on the team has come out of his slump mm-hmm. and is playing better.
0: Giddy's like, giddy, 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 giddy! Triple double, triple double through the lane, just doing whatever the heck he wants.
2: When that guy's playing <laughs> so good. good. <laughs> it kind of helps out a little bit. So, no kidding. Let's let's zoom out. So we've been talking about this New York's New York Knicks game. Let's pull up and look at this thing from thirty thousand feet, and talk a little bit of our Thunder thoughts for the week. I wanted to dive into the offense, guys. This offensive resurgence that this team is seeing, um, incredibly impressive. I have some stats for you guys. The past four games this week, so that would be the Knicks, the Raptors, the Bucks, and the Pistons. In those four games, so previous four games for all teams, the Thunder are number one in points per game in the league at 128. They are number three in offensive rating at 118.2
3: <coughs> Jeez. Sorry, <laughs> Justin. Totally <laughs> thought he was muted there. I was watching him. Bro, he thought he was. I muted. didn't think
5: I was muted. Sorry to
2: everyone on the live stream.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all right.
2: It's all right. They're number three in offensive rating at one eighteen point <laughs> two. They're fourth in the league in field goal percent at fifty point three percent. They're number two in three point percentage today. Helps a lot at forty one point four percent from three. They're eighth in assists at twenty seven point three. Nick, my question is, what's the change? What what change that made this team, these past four games, just be an offensive juggernaut? I think it's a little bit of luck and a
4: lot of bit of small sample size. I think in a four-game sample, especially with a game like today, that just inflates your numbers. You talked about this earlier. Um, I don't know if it was on the pod or pre-pod, but the three-point percentage for the Thunder went from 29th to 25th after one game. That just speaks to what one game can do to numbers. But now think about that over a four game sample size. Um, I'm sure some of it's a little bit of like progression to the mean. This Thunder team was missing a lot of like open shots. Mm-hmm. You go look at their game Come log and it's like they were shooting like, like Lou Dort was shooting 11% from corner threes, like the <laughs> easiest three pointer in the game. Um, just some of these shots, I think they're starting to make them. Some guys are starting to get hot. Um it's, it's it's fun to watch. I don't obviously none of us expect this to continue, but I do think it's a, it's a bit of luck, a small sample size and guys getting hot at the right
3: time. I don't expect it to continue like this. (laughs) Like we are going to just because the thunder did this tonight. Doesn't mean we're going to see similar shooting splits over the next, however many games to next point. But I did something similar as Jacob Um, on the season. I I looked at what they were shooting on the season and compared to the last five games, even the last four, last three, um, I think we obviously know that the last four and three, they're training upward in all of those areas. Uh, but on the season, they're shooting forty six point four percent on about ninety six uh, attempts per game, and thirty three percent from three on about thirty five attempts per game. But if you look at the last five games, essentially the same field goal attempts and three point attempts. They're shooting forty nine percent from the floor and forty percent on like an additional three point uh, <laughs> additional three point attempt per game, and Obviously, if you look like the last four or last three games, like I said, the stats get better. And it is a small sample size. But five games is a decent enough sample size. I think we're seeing a trend upwards. Uh, like Nixon, maybe that is just a, re- a regression to the mean because they they started a game or started this. He's not so poorly, especially like Lou Dort is one that comes to mind. He's been playing much better like tonight or like today. <laughs> I'm used to saying tonight. <laughs> but regardless, guys, knocking down shots helps out a lot. Like I said, I think that's what's led to like guys like Giddy being able to get going, uh, opening the lane for them. So I don't know; it's hard to pinpoint something exactly, and it's hard to say that just you know the Thunder just knocking down shots now. But um, there's certainly something to be said about the upward trajectory of some of these shooting uh, splits.
5: I think it for me, it's the reality probably lies somewhere in the middle. Like you had ten games of pretty abysmal offensive production. You've had four or five games now of pretty pretty darn good offensive production. I think that number probably evens out as the as the season goes on. They're probably not as bad as they were the first 10. They're probably not as good as they have been since. I think, for me, the biggest thing that stands out is, like, this, this offense just looks completely different the last few games. Jacob, I think you touched on this earlier. There's so much more movement. There's so much more fluidity. There's less Shea isoing. There's less, like just guys kind of going out and doing their own thing. They're, they're playing a little bit more
2: cohesively. Yeah. Justin and you're getting,
5: you're if you getting, don't mind, the,
2: I'm yeah, Sorry. jump on in. Okay. You, you covered the Raptors game for us. Yeah. There was a possession. Was that in the second quarter where the ball pinged around like five times and J dub had like, it ended up with Poku who had a wide open three, who swung at the J dub yeah. who like pump faked, drove in and then dropped like a really easy pass to a cutting Wiggins for a dunk. Yep. it's like that that's completely different from what we saw totally. in those first five
5: six games totally it's almost like i remember like in high school ball coaches like nobody shoots till you make seven passes or or whatever <laughs> yeah. like it almost feels like they not like pulled that out not that they're again not not doing it exactly the same obviously <laughs> but there's a clear emphasis on ball movement that seems like it's changed um i think that you're you're seeing guys, we've been using the connector word, not just for Poku, um, but for, for all those guys, you're seeing a lot more guys kind of play that connector role. And I think it's leading to more open shots, better shots, which is leading to a higher make percentage. And so all those things go hand in hand. That part hopefully doesn't change, right? The ball movement, the fundamentals, the things you're putting into practice probably don't change. Percentage probably goes down a little bit, um, just by nature of averages, but overall you like you like what you see on that end of the floor the last few games for sure.
4: If nothing else, they're watchable. Because for <laughs> a second there, for a second there, yeah. I was like, yeah. it was rough. can we watch this for 82 games?
5: It never stopped us before.
4: <laughs> Nick,
2: <laughs> do you forget we covered <laughs> Georgios Kalazakis last uh, year? Uh. I kind of blacked out for that. I'm whole get few weeks. I get Nick on some of my post game yeah. pod episodes where
5: the hey <laughs> played nobody. You the ever basketball heard
2: of gods are like blessing you, Justin. They
5: are. I'm He's a, I'm a You were our tank season.
2: commander a few years ago, yeah. and the year
5: before that, and the year before that, and like back yeah. when they were good, they would always lose <laughs> randomly. When I yes.
2: your post games this year have been the Dallas game, the Raptors yeah. game, and have you done any more? It might be yeah. those two.
5: I think so. Uh, There's they I I haven't one other was pretty good. They haven't all been golden, but. Um, yeah,
2: I'm enjoying it
5: much better
3: than, uh, well, 20 point blowouts. We yeah. got
0: to
2: give it up to Silva. Whose first ever post oh game was the 73 point <laughs> so blasting from the Memphis Grizzlies. That was his oh. first ever. That was his <laughs> first, first ever first post ever. game for us. Welcome oh to the party, God. pal. Yeah. How do you talk
4: about that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just I'll never forget.
2: <laughs> was Justin, historical. There was one day the Thunder had played a game and the next morning I woke up and I was driving to school. And Justin had done the post game, and I was like, I can't wait to listen to like Justin's thoughts on this game. And I listened to the intro and you music did the plays, intro. and Justin goes, and the Thunder got beat by 20. And then the outro music started playing. <laughs> Gold. And I was like, did this I, man I, really I just record a four-minute podcast or three minutes on the intro <laughs> and the outro? It was yep. incredible. Nope, um, he kept going. I did keep yeah, going. The, the <laughs> offense just looked so much more fluid guys look more confident um part of it's dort doesn't suck anymore hell he's for two games that helps dort a little giddy, more like, control yeah. giddy healthy. man i'll tell you what like sometimes you can just watch and see things change fourth quarter and overtime of that bucks game i think we're going to look back as like a pivotal moment for josh giddy Mark Where, mentioned that in his
3: post game, or right, sorry, he, his uh, post game yeah, avail- availability. Yeah,
2: just said like I gotta impact the game however I can, and he went crazy mode on the on the glass, and his, he got his confidence back, and he's looked so much better since then. I mean, sh- the guy had a triple double today in Madison Square Garden again, shot like twelve of fourteen or something. The floater game is on point. Um, that was a pivotal moment. Um. You know, Shea just continues to be Shea, but is attacking a little bit differently, which is really exciting to see. Um, Yeah, I think I'm with Justin, though. I don't think they're as bad as the first five. I don't think they're as good as these past four. I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. But even if the truth is somewhere in the middle of that, that plus the defense that they've been playing, that's a pretty good team, guys. It's a pretty good team.
4: How good? <laughs> well, let's you, get there.
2: Are you guys on the train? Too good. My, my next big question for you guys, a repeat from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> How good are the Thunder? Currently sitting at 6-7. and seven, An optimist would argue that they should have two more wins. They were up 15 on Detroit at halftime and then just let go of the rope. Uh, Shea got robbed of an absolute all-star moment with a step-back three to win the game against the Bucks um partially by the officials partially by lou dort just not turning his head around and looking for the basketball um a pessimist would say maybe they should have one more loss they had no business winning that game in dallas mm-hmm. true if you combine both of those things give them two more wins and then give them one more loss which equates to just one more win good math they're still pretty good quick maths <laughs> they're at seven and six and they're over 500 the preseason over under for this team, 26 and a half. They are currently on pace for 37 and a half wins. That's what their current one uh, mm. percentage not is at. Math. What do you mean not good math? If
4: they have six wins about 20% of the way through the season. They should be 30. 30 I wins. At the
2: They're at like a 46% win rate. They won 46% of their games. I did the math literally Mm. on a
4: calculator, Nick. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm doing rough math based on 20%. Yeah,
2: rough math. Rough my ass, buddy. Doesn't
3: 538 (laughs) have them projected at 30 also? 538
2: has them projected at 30 wins today. They have the Thunder going 30 and 52, which would be good for the fifth worst in the league. The next five ahead of them, according to 538, would be the Spurs, Kings, Hornets, Wizards, and Pacers. That's the look I make, Justin. Wow. (laughs) So, Justin, since you have the the look in your eye, it's probably why you got three
6: kids. Not that look in my eye.
2: (laughs) Easy.
5: How good are the Thunder? (laughs) Um, I think they are hard to pick against at the moment. But much like I talked about with their offensive prowess. I think the, the the shine will fade. Um, we're going to go through a stretch that is the antithesis of what we're enjoying right now. So it's very easy to look at the Thunder with Thunder-colored glasses, blue-colored glasses, um, and really just kind of pick up this, this hot streak that they've been on. And it's hard to see them, you know, hitting 30 wins. 37 feels way more attainable. 40 feels attainable. Run for the play-in. Like, all that feels right when things are going well. I'm not saying that's what I want, Nick. I'm just saying you could see it. Like, this team has played like a play-in team the last few games. That won't continue, most likely. Uh, They're going to go through a stretch where the people on the interwebs are calling for Josh Giddey to get traded again or Lou Dort to get traded, etc. It's going to happen. That's how an NBA season goes. So all that said, like, the 30-win projection... I can get there. Um, I can get there. I don't know about the five teams ahead of the Thunder, but I can get there with 30 wins for sure.
2: If you put a gun to my head right now, which would be very ominous, um, <laughs> I hope it's not loaded, uh, and ask me to go over under on 30, I might go over right now. Mm. You're
5: I, you're I a prisoner of the moment, Jacob. I would not. It's hard, like, I get it. It's hard not to right now because they're playing so well. Like If this trend continues... Absolutely. Well, and part part of my excuse
2: is preseason. We all looked at that schedule and said, one and nine, one and
3: ten. Would you hardest schedule two and eight? They're six
2: and seven. Like they're overachieving. Now I know, like, you know, some of the teams on that schedule haven't been what they were chalked up to be. But I mean, they did lose both of them to Minnesota. Rewind
4: seventy two hours. It's Thursday night. Thunder on a four game skid. Are you taking that over? Did two games really sway you that much?
2: I'm in the camp that I think they had the Detroit and the Bucks game in the bag and just let go of the rope. Um, I, I would probably still take it. It's easy to say that in hindsight, though. <laughs>
3: if but you, you
2: also- told me they're going to win 32 Steve. this year, like I would say, okay, it sounds right. If Shea's playing at this level, if the defense is doing what they're doing, I mean, they are going to win a lot of games. Now, do I think they win tomorrow night in Boston? No. No. Right? Like, who the hell is going to guard Jason Tatum on this team? Lou Dort?
4: Shit, maybe Shea with the way he's playing. Put Poku (laughs) on him.
3: seriously. There we go. I think there was a – Nick Gallo probably tweeted this one out too. I think it was like Shea ranks only behind Anthony Davis in combined uh, steals and blocks per game, which Mm -hmm. is kind of crazy. But I think you guys are probably spot on there. It does feel different this season, to Jacob's point. The Bucks game, um, and gosh, what well, oh the um, the Pistons game. Why am I going blank on the game? The other games they lost the Raptors game. No, they won that. The, the, You're talking game they lost. Well, you, the Bucks the Pistons. game and the Pistons. Yes, thank you. They were up 15. Um, this one does feel different though, because you, like especially you look at the end of the roster that they had last year. The 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 beats, the teos, the um, the robies. Like it just. It is very different this year. You have a guy like Omarui coming in and contributing. You have Omarui, the leading three-point shooting percentage guy on the team. Yeah, Nuts. Jane coming in and doing what he's doing. Uh, Isaiah Joe really contributing and buying into you know the the foundation that Dignos laid. So I think this team is obviously better than the past couple of seasons. I think there's a real argument to be made that come All-Star break, they could have a better record than they had the past two years. But we also know, to Justin's point, that there's going to be some some stretches in March and in April where Jank's starting and Shay's out uh, for rest and, you know, whatever it may be. So I think I said 32 and a half was kind of my my fun over under uh, preseason. I could see like a 33-34 win Thunder team right now.
2: It's going to be interesting because Presti said that once they are no longer playing games of consequence is when he'll pull the plug and go to development mode. It's going to be really interesting to figure out what the definition what of games yeah. of consequence is. And also, he
3: would let them declare themselves. And like, yeah. is Shay where, where declaring themselves? Was yeah. it?
2: Burn your predictions. Burn your assumptions. Burn your assumptions. assumptions, assumptions kill your predictions. Can I be, can I be a Eddie pessimist Vetter. here? Be a what?
4: <laughs> okay, huge pessimist. Um, <laughs>
2: sounds pretty huge. on brand.
4: Taylor, Taylor was making great points that like, this Thank team, you. the guys contributing, yada, yada, yada. Yes, there's no Vites. There's no Teos. There's no Georgios, Kalixakis, and all... Moses Browns. That's also <laughs> late season Thunder. Yep. This day in time, one year ago, the Thunder were five and seven. They're now six and seven. So let's not, <laughs> pretend, <sighs> let's not pretend they're like so exceeding much better than last year. And I, trust me. When March and April come around, it's coming, you will be watching some guys that are not fun to watch.
3: Usman Jang starting point guard.
2: But you think they're going to add more guys to this roster? That's the thing, though. You like you can't really. Add. I mean, they have 15 NBA guys on the roster this year. I don't think yeah. they had that last year. I mean, year. that was my. So point. you're saying it's just hard April. to like add. I'm saying that my dream of a Zinger Wemby Chet then. front court is very quickly evaporating. Oof, no sir, no sir. I don't think they'll be bottom look, five in the league. Now maybe maybe the lottery balls are either. kind to them, but I don't look, think they're bottom five. George, in the league. When you you've know, got when you've J.
4: got Jay, Will, and Lindy, and Eugene, and Isaiah, Joe out there in April, <laughs> that's not. I mean, yes, those are maybe more NBA guys than last year, but like. Man, but
3: they're into yes. the bench, though. Like, nobody can come in and, and
4: the, they can. The, the only thing evaporating is Jacob's memory of that scoot versus Wimby game <laughs> when everyone was saying, holy cow, is going to be the biggest tanking year in history. Job That's ever, still happening.
5: Trust yeah. me. Uh-huh. I'm with you, Nick. I'm with you. Like, you got to remember the end of last season, like the end of last season, Isaiah Roby only played 18 minutes in games because he was too good. Yeah, yeah, like we're we're going to get there again mm-hmm. at some It'll point. It'll be interesting.
2: I don't know. I think this team, if you put this team, Nick, you made the, the reference last year's team was five and seven. Mm-hmm. Put this team that took the court today up against the team from 365 days ago, they kicked their ass. And I don't think it's necessarily close. Well, they should. you got Shea, that's a year better. Josh, that's a year better. Yeah, yeah, well, And should. that's my point. So that's that, the point. This is a so better is the team. The
4: league. So is the rest of the league. They're all a year. Better. I would say the rest of the oh. year, is,
2: the rest of
3: the league is better. Not everybody progressed. I mean, we'll yeah. get into some rough predictions. Let me introduce but. you to the Los Angeles Lakers, buddy, and the Timberwolves at 13th in the league again. Early, early, small Very sample early. size, but Warriors. There's just a different vibe.
5: Bookmark Tot- this. I totally am going to bring this like yeah.
4: Jacob in April,
5: top, top to bottom, this roster is improved. Like yes, the guys at the back of this roster. I, I'm totally with you, Jacob. There, there's no doubt that. The back end of this roster is improved over the back end of the roster from last season. And the top end of the roster is all improved because they're a year older. As it should. As it should. And then you add guys like J Dub, which is great. Um,
2: He's been awesome, still, by the way.
5: The, yeah. Really good. Really awesome. There's still levers you can pull. Someone's going to get hurt.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Not willing that into existence. But Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> this is somebody will hurt. die. Give me what I want or someone gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, someone's going to get hurt. Like it happens every year. Give
3: me, me depth. I,
5: I don't true. know who it's going to be, but like you got to factor that in. At least one person's going to get hurt and miss a significant amount of, amount of yep. time. Um, You just have to kind of plan for that in a season. I think there's going to be lots of games the Thunder should win, could win, don't win, just like the Pistons game. Um, It's hard. There's going to be see. games where they s- steal that they shouldn't like the Dallas game. And games where teams sit yep. their starters and it bites them in the butt, <laughs> like mm-hmm. we yeah. see that every year too. Absolutely, like so, all those things. Like it's it's that's why the games are played, right? But I think too, it's hard not to take Presty at his word, right? Yeah. Like he's not mm-hmm. he's setting expectations very well heading into the season. And I think what Nick pointed out about his comments of like, it's pretty clear where Presty's intentions lie. Things are going to get ugly. At
4: some point. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but to follow up my five and, seven, five and seven comment earlier, on November 14th of last year, started the drought where the Thunder lost 13 of 16 games. Yeah, after the All-Star.
3: Was that after so this, the All-Star? This was after no, November 14th. After last November. Like this is like oh, wow. starting
4: this a day November. a year ago today. Gotcha. The Thunder about to enter a stretch of losing 13 to 16. Again, Interesting. it's not going to happen now because the team is better constructed now. But,
3: but, but. I just, and I know we've gone long on this. The only (laughs) thing I think there, and like I'm not saying they're going to win more than like 35 games or even be a playing team necessarily. I just, I find it hard to, like, you would have to, just the way this roster is constructed. We've talked about the roster crunch coming into the season. You would have to fake a lot of injuries or have a really bad injury luck and or be able to trade players off your current roster without bringing any other players in and or be They're able not to trade them. Who are they trading this team in- besides
2: Darius Baisley?
3: Right. So you have like you can't bring in the Xavier Simpson Hook Captain Hook and <laughs> the guys like you did in the past. Um now maybe we do see to next point Isaiah Joe and Usman mm-hmm. Jang and Jay Will and uh Lindy Waters and Omarui play 48 minutes uh, from you know, mid-March until the end of the season. 48 minutes. <laughs> yeah, man, Dude, that's what they did. The that's last thing is like 44 minutes. <laughs> Who's go? Who is backing? the last that's game point. of the season. Who is backing them up? I did that. Right, are you going to put Che in for like five minutes? Like I did that a couple of weeks ago.
5: The last game of the season box score is insanity. <laughs> yeah. It's literally <laughs> Isaiah Roby, 18 uh, minutes and everybody else went the full game. And they, they played six guys. <laughs> Jesus.
3: <laughs> it's incredible. Okay. Maybe, hey, maybe and maybe you guys wrong. F-
2: For the record, <laughs> I think I've said it on the podcast. If I have not, and it is not like attached to my name, I am putting it out there now. No.
1: I if Chet play. were healthy, mm.
2: this team this year would be what the Cavs were last year.
1: Mm. They Could would be, be
2: they'd be a five hundred hey. team, forty one and forty one. We'll never know. Play in. Uh, the only thing holding them back with some injuries and some, what'd you say? Said, we'll never know. We will never know. I, I'm i convinced though, that if Chet were healthy, this team is on the same exact trajectory, probably ends up with 40 wins and in the play-in, and then is ready to pull the trigger on um, going and getting that last piece and just making the push.
4: Hey, like, without, without Chet, Chet, oh, would you be shocked if this team, as currently constructed, won thirty-four games this
2: season? I wouldn't mm-hmm. be shocked. No.
4: Okay, thirty-four games got the play in last year, so you're saying you wouldn't be shocked if Thunder made the plan this year?
2: I would not be shocked.
4: Wow.
3: I would be flabbergasted. <laughs> we got to move. On. We, we boozled with you, Nick. <laughs> hey, shout out Darius Garland for shooting uh, for uh, dropping fifty-one tonight. And That's a crazy. loss in a loss. <laughs> Real quick, predictions for this next week.
2: Uh tomorrow night, less than 24 hours from now, Nick will be live here on a post-game show covering the Thunder versus Boston. Obviously Tatum and Brown are just insane. Boston's a really good team. Predictions tomorrow. Uh you've got 5 seconds Justin go.
5: 1 and 2. Oh, for tomorrow oh, Jesus sorry. Christ. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs>
5: tomorrow. The time crunch really got to me. I don't do well under pressure this Uh, man said no spaghetti (laughs) Um, I was told there'd be no math (laughs) tomorrow at Boston Thunder lose by 12 it's more competitive than it should be at points but um, Tatum and Brown just are unstoppable
2: Nick your five
4: second uh, prediction for tomorrow Thunder cover 11 points but they do not win
2: Taylor, five seconds.
3: <laughs> the emphasis there. I thought I saw Tatum might not be playing tomorrow, but assuming he is, yeah, I think they they lose. Good
2: job. Well done. I'll, ta- I'll take an L for the Thunder. I think they're competitive. Uh, I think it comes down to the fourth quarter. The next game, Wednesday night at Washington. The Washington Wizards have a three-headed monster of Bradley Bill, Chris Dapp's Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma. I call it three-headed monster because those three score all the points and nobody else scores anything. I think Kuzma's averaging like 19. I thought you were going to yeah, say Denny, good. your boy Denny. Denny, hey, he I had a like, good game I like, today. I do like my guy Denny, but wouldn't take him over Poku. I like Denny's. You wouldn't I take him over Poku? I want to take God Himself over Poku. <laughs> Justin, five seconds for Thunder versus Wiz. One and two. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> two. <laughs> I think Thunder Thunder lose by five. Okay,
5: Nick. Kuzma always torches the
4: Thunder.
2: And Kuzma will towards the Thunder again. Kuzma hasn't played this Poku. (laughs) He hasn't played the Poku Nectar, baby.
3: Uh, Taylor. This is the game that I think the Thunder will win, which means they probably win tomorrow and lose against the Wizards.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm taking the Thunder in a win over the Wizards. Uh, I think they match up beautifully against them. Uh, Dort's going to put the clamps on Beal. Give me the Thunder. Last one, Friday night, the Thunder take on the Memphis Grizzlies. They're just really good. Jaw and Bane are super scary. Bane is shooting like 46% so
3: from three ridiculous. on like a billion attempts a game. We were, we were collectively so – well, Jake and I were collectively so wrong on him pre-draft. So uh, Justin
5: has Thunder winning here, right? One and two? He's already <laughs>
3: – He's given two Ls.
5: Hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> I might not play again. I can predict one and two, and then also predict all three losses. <laughs> you don't have to, don't Head have to your check bets. my math here, uh, which I am, bets. by the way. Thunder loses, why the
4: Grizzlies. Beat lose the
5: Thunder. Thunder Thunder lose to Memphis. Um, <laughs> Jaw and Shea both go forty plus. Oh, Bane hits six threes.
2: Mm. Nick,
5: um,
4: I predict that the Grizzlies beat the Thunder by less than seventy three. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> right. is silva doing the post game pod
3: <laughs> yeah that's right who signed up for that oh god team. i think he is oh Silva redemption game that means thunder win thunder win by <laughs> yeah. 71 uh, i'm uh, also taking the l here um but i kind of think it's going to be competitive I Bet it's a close game assuming that shot plays one more thing when we talk about taking these l's just
4: remember i know everyone's on this high right now are good things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's all gravy. I got a, I got him losing yeah.
2: to Memphis as well. Memphis is a really good team, so I got one and two for the week. Sounds like Justin and Nick both going zero and three, <laughs> cowards. Hey, before we go around the association, we want to tell you about the sponsors. But first, gotta tell you about Justin it's... and his wizard skills. New merch drop. Super Sheaian. If you are a Thunder fan. And a Dragon Ball Z fan, as all of us are. You know, Shay has been going Super Saiyan. I don't know why Taylor just went really <laughs> big on the screen. Hello Hi, everybody.
3: Taylor. Yeah, welcome. To- <laughs> Sorry. So make sure to We're hit up really decent, so com, right.
2: where we have the new <laughs> Super Saiyan shirt. Uh, go cop one, DM it. Uh, DM a picture of yourself and your Super Saiyan. It's hard to say. Super Saiyan shirt. Super Saiyan shirt. Super Saiyan shirt. Super Saiyan shirt. Super and uh, we will we will uh, give you a shout out. So
1: let's tell you real quick
2: out. about the ads for the week, and then we will come back and go around the association. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast. And I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit CottonBureau.com. And search the uncontested podcast to find all of our new designs. That's c o t t o n b u r e a u dot com. And search the uncontested podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Liu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shea Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design and the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to CottonBureau.com as i uh stall to get the the sounder up because silva isn't here and i'm not prepared let's take a trip
1: around the association i don't even know where you're sitting at <laughs>
2: All right, so we are going to do a draft for around the association. As the league has played 12, 13, 14 games, I want to go back and revisit some predictions. Um, we can't all choose the same person or team or whatever. That's why it's a draft. Uh, we're going to start the first one with Justin since Taylor is out right now. We're going to have Justin and then Nick and then me. Um, and then we will go and... I don't know if we should do three or six. We'll we'll see when we get there. First one, MVP. Justin, you get the pick of the entire field so far this season. Who would you say is the MVP of the league? This is too much pressure. But I...
5: I'm going to say Joel Embiid because my man scored 101 points in the last 24 hours. All right. (laughs) Um... James Harden being out I think is going to help Joel's MVP campaign and not saying he's, he averages 50.5 points a night, but he's going to put up some numbers.
2: Nick, you get second pick for MVP.
4: Um, I'm going to go with a guy that probably should have been widely considered the past two years but didn't due to voter fatigue. It's been two years. Welcome back, Giannis. You've always been the MVP.
2: Giannis is a great one. Um, We're going to snake draft this. So I'm going to take two guys (laughs) here, and then Nick, and then Justin gets the last pick. I'm going to go Luka Doncic for number three. His usage is insane. It's insane. He's got no help. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Luca at three, and then at four, I'm going Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum has just that dude's still like 24 years Ridiculous. old. He's he's so freaking good, dude. Uh so I'm gonna go Luca at three, Tatum at four. Nick, you get pick five, Justin gets pick six. It's
4: really easy.
5: Jokic. <laughs> Solid.
2: Solid choice.
5: But incorrect. The wow. next uh <laughs> the next correct choice is John ja Morant. Mm. Um, Oh, wow. Steph I was going to go list. somewhere else. I was, I was literally just about to say no disrespect to Steph. I was going <laughs> to say KD. great. What were you going to say? KD.
4: True. If Brooklyn's halfway decent uh, with Ben Simmons, yes. not able to run up and down the court and Kyrie down on the floor. KD's like, going to have
5: to earn it, but yeah. I think he just like, like Joel there. Embiid. He could have the opportunity. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, I think I I think Jaw is primed for more ridiculous stat lines throughout the rest of the season. Him and him and Bain are doing some fun things together. I think he's gonna continue to to put up some stupid numbers.
2: Next category. Rookie of the year. Mr. Nick Crane, you get pick one. I'm pick two. Justin's pick three. Oh poor Justin. Boo. One, and are, one and two are pretty easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh I'll go Paulo.
4: You go ahead and go.
2: I'll I'll take Ben Matherin. Yep. He's been freaking awesome. Yep. <sighs> J Dub. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I don't know. Um Jaden Ivey. I guess. Ivy's been
2: good. Keegan Murray's been that good. Is the
5: other one I was gonna say. Mm. Ivy or Keegan. I need to look up the draft class. I guess, are we still snake-drafting this? We don't have to go six. There's not six that are worth it.
4: (laughs) Definitely not Jabari.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go Chet Holmgren, folks. I get first pick on the next one. First-time All-Star. It's a really easy one, guys. Taking the (laughs) Shay. I think, (laughs) hands down, running away. He's got a lead. If you had to make a list of top guys who have not made an all-star game who are primed to make it this year, just the efficiency, the defense, the counting stats, like everything is there. They're yeah. winning games right now. I know you two think they're about to go. What, how many games have they played right now? 13. 13? 13. So you guys think they're about to lose 69 straight? Um, if it's possible, <laughs> go ahead. I... Uh, Shay Shay is at the top of the list. He's been all NBA level, not all star level. Justin, you get pick number two in this category. Mm. Person to make a first time All Star game.
5: I'm gonna go De'Aaron Fox. Mm. I think Fox is um, playing really well. Sacramento is playing solid. I think Fox. It feels like one of those. The the reason I'm going with Fox maybe over some of uh, younger guys. Is feels like one of those guys that's like been in the league long enough. He's well respected. Never really kind of sniffed getting on an All Star team. Like putting up a big year, it's like those guys get rewarded. It's like the Mike Conley selection. Not mm-hmm. that he's that old, but
2: it, it's the same kind of thing. Like you kind of earn your dues a little bit. He's posting a lot of career highs: rebounds, yeah. uh, not assists, rebounds, points, three point percentage. Um, yeah, he's been pretty good. Nick, who do you got? Let's go a full
4: nine here, if you don't mind. Because I think it would be a fun exercise given. <laughs> it'll be give us players to compare against Shea mm-hmm. on a future pod. Um, I'm going to go back to back. I'm going to take Tyrese Halliburton just because I know Jacob will. Uh, Tyrese is awesome. I love Tyrese. And then I'm going to go... Give me Keldon Johnson.
2: He's been good. He's been very Solid. good.
5: Solid. Back just, to me. get the next one. Guy we've talked about a couple times on this podcast, Desmond Bain. Oh, okay. Bain keeps this up for the rest of the season, he absolutely has a shot. That's fair.
2: We're missing uh, a mega one. Give Give me Evan Mobley. Oh, were you hey. thinking Aunt Edwards? I was. Yeah, they've oh, got to get no some shit one. figured out in Minnesota before I'm willing to choose him. <laughs> um, fair. his his numbers are suffering because. He's got two big guys that he can't, and the vibes are just really, really bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. give me give me Evan Mobley. Um, I thought about going Paulo mm-hmm. Um yeah. I thought about maybe throwing Scotty in here. Although, S- Scotty is awesome. He did not look good in Oklahoma City the other night. He so. doesn't look great all year. Yeah, he really struggles good. offensively. But that dude, the epitome of got that dog in him. Uh, I love Scotty Barnes. But yeah, give me, a, give me Evan Mobley. Evan's just so damn good, dude. He He is is so – like, that team is really good, and I think he's the best player. If not right now, he will be. Um, He's just – he's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, Who starts this time? I think we're back to Justin. Mm -hmm. Justin's back-to-back. Justin.
5: Western. Are we still doing first-time All-Star or no? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: Yes. We're going to go nine deep. We're going to go nine deep. Nine deep? Yes. I know you know nothing. I've never about got that, ninety but...
2: before, <clears throat> so
5: I get to go two. Yes. Well, since Jacob like rattled off all the hypotheticals,
2: um, wait, N- Justin doesn't take two. He takes one, and then Nick takes one, right? Oh boy, Here we I go. went, then Justin, then Nick twice, <sighs> then Justin, then me. We'll have to listen back. Just go once, Justin, then I'll go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm
4: gonna
5: go, um, Tyrese Maxey. Mm. Oh, similar, I like that pick. Similar to Embiid, he's going to have some increased opportunity. <laughs> go look at the box score from tonight. Um, Embiid and Maxi were the only two that scored in double figures. <laughs> I think so. He's, he's How many people get an opportunity, opportunity
2: when one guy scores 60? <laughs>
5: right, that helps. Only on 24 shots.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and 500 free throws. Correct.
5: 20 of 24 from the line, I believe. Um, yeah, I'm going go to go Maxi. He's going he's to have a lot of opportunity this season. It's a good one. All right,
2: Lowry, Markkinen, done. Oh, that nice. Was the, that was the other one I was thinking. He's been awesome. Okay, Justin, you get to start off this category. Okay. This is a team. Okay. The Western Conference champion. Who? LA Lakers, obviously. <laughs> um, Western
5: Conference champion this season. I man there's a lot of teams that are having some issues this year (laughs) like there's so many so many teams that I think you pegged early on that just seem kind of flawed right now I'm gonna go with Denver
2: Um, it's a good pick
5: they're not as a team
2: they're shooting like 42% from three this year
5: yeah they're not the sexiest but they're they've got a lot of continuity Um, it's hard to argue with Jokic and I think they seem the most stable of the Western contenders.
2: Nick, who do you taking?
4: Um, this team reminds me a lot of Tom Brady. Where I'm like, ah, surely this is over. And then they do it again.
2: <laughs> Golden State. Yeah. They got to put some stuff together. Starters look awesome, though. They always do. One game behind the thunder Golden State. I know State they, they've
4: that. got like the dual timeline going, but they always have that in their back pocket. Like if they really want to get better, they've got every asset to do so.
2: Then cash out, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Phoenix number three. I think that one's a no-brainer. Number four gets a little dicey for me. Um I think four is a, a good spot for the risk of the Clippers. The Clippers have been up and down. The health scares the piss out of me to take the Clippers. Um, but I'll go ahead and take them here. I don't want to, but that's what I'm going to take here is the Clippers. Nick, who you got? So you took... Oh, you
4: did back-to-back. That makes more sense. Um yeah,
2: I took Phoenix and I took uh, the Clippers. You know what? You're going to take the first place Utah Jazz...
4: I'm, honestly, I, I kind of want to, because I think they should. Do it, do it, um, do it. Give me, give me Dallas.
2: Oh, wow. That's not who I would have taken. Interesting.
4: They, they have the, con- I, I don't think this current roster gets there, but you've got big contracts and Dinwiddie and Hardaway and Baratons, not, not that they're good contracts, but if you slap a first rounder on there at the deadline and get. Miles Turner. Like, buddy healed. Like, there's definitely ways they can get better. They got the contracts to do so.
2: Justin, you get the last one. You go in jazz. You go in Memphis. You go in Portland.
5: Man, uh, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna throw a bone to the jazz. Why not? Okay. Let's let's go Utah. They're gonna they're gonna have a fun season before they um implode some things in Salt Lake City to actually start this thing over. I think I would have taken Portland
2: if I had one of those later picks. I was hoping I'd get to pick twice. but Who would you take taking for your second one? I would have said Memphis, so suck it, Jacob. Oh. Touché. <laughs> Touché. Uh, Nick, you get to start this one. Last one. Eastern Conference champion. The Milwaukee Bucks question yep. mark. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wouldn't even put a question mark. It's
4: Milwaukee running Boston away from me. So damn good though, too.
2: I know. It's still Milwaukee running running away from me though. Like they're so good. They've done all of this without Chris Middleton. When you get Chris back and Giannis is just bonkers, like so I'll take Boston number two. I think that's the easy one.
4: Yep.
2: Justin? Uh I think I'll go after that it feels like the East really
5: falls off. Yeah. It gets it gets crowded quickly. I'm gonna go Cavs. Um, mostly, That's a good one. <laughs> come on, Nick. Mostly because overrated. The Cavs are my like Thunder. Um, future projection, ghost of Christmas future. That I I hope the Thunder will follow said path. So, let's put them at three. Atlanta Hawks.
2: Wait, I think it was my turn. I don't care. You're not going to pick the Hawks, so. (laughs) Justin was supposed to get two. Oh, right. (laughs) No, wait. Yeah, because Nick (laughs) went, then me, and then Justin.
5: Yeah, 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 you're right. The the one time I wasn't prepared to give two. Uh, I'm going to go Cleveland at three. Then I'm going to go... Give me the Sixers at four. I like it.
2: All right, I get five. Nick, I'll let you take the Hawks. I'm taking the Toronto Raptors. You
5: aren't going to take the Hawks.
2: <laughs> Whenever they get healthy, uh, I think the Raptors are really good.
5: Nick's secret favorite team, the Atlanta Hawks. I really love the Hawks.
2: Mm-hmm. Big that's... Trey Young guy, Nick Crane.
4: There's a That, that backcourt's actually incredible.
2: Yeah, it's fun. Very good. Uh, I don't have any more. I think that's probably all for us. I have one for you. Okay. At
4: the end of the year. Who is the second leading scorer for the thunder
2: Josh Getty
5: Uh wow that's a deceptively hard question I'm going to say I'm going to say Trey Mann oh. I still have I listen I still have hope that like the potential that is there is realized. And I, I think he gets a, I think he gets a stretch this season that makes us wonder why he's not starting.
4: I hope you're right. I mean, off the bench, he could get a lot of shot attempts. Yeah, true. I like that. No one said Lou. (laughs)
2: This is a personal opinion. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in to The Uncontested this week. We super, super appreciate you. YouTube subs going through the roof. Love to see that. If you haven't already, sub to the YouTube channel. You can catch every show live, Sundays, 9 p.m. and every post game show shortly after the game airs. Speaking of, tomorrow night, Nick Crane will be covering the Thunder versus the Boston Celtics. Wednesday night... You guys will have our own taylor as the thunder take on the washington wizards friday night i said silva earlier it's not nick he's got a double header this week he's got the grizz game on friday and then we're back here one week from now on sunday 9 p.m as usual make sure to go drop a five-star rating wherever you download your pods at subscribe to us youtube twitter facebook tiktok instagram We'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy your Monday. If you're in Oklahoma, enjoy the daggum snow. It's Christmas time already, folks. Until then, and as always, thunder up.